Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. The one person who had what it takes to be a celebrity didn't want it. You ever wonder, why wasn't Jesus a celebrity? And all right, let's take a step back. You know, take a step back. Hear me out. Listen to what I'm saying, yeah. Sidebar, do y'all know I just sit around a lot of times and just preach like that, like in the old Baptist hooping and hollering? The mind of God came on the show today, and he began to talk about you, celebrity. People get upset mm-hmm. when you begin to talk about celebrity. Um, but people of God, uh, don't worry on today. I will not mm-hmm. be naming any of your favorite idols. Uh, I will not be naming people uh, that you look up to. Uh, you watched their movie. Mm, uh, mm, mm. Stand, sit down. Sit, sit, sit back. Sit back in your seat. Uh, grab your popcorn. Uh, I have a movie for you today. Uh, mm-hmm. You want a movie? All right, I'm sorry. Look, do y'all realize I can literally sit up and do that for 30 minutes? I did it like two days ago. And then Tiff just looked at me. I was like, oh, like, I snap out. I'm sorry. It's. I don't know why I do that. And let me say this. I don't think it's wrong to preach like that. Like, I don't think just because someone preaches like that, that is wrong. It's kind of like freestyle rapping or something to me. You could freestyle a rap and it don't have to make sense. But people are literally just like blown away at the fact that you're freestyling. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, that's off the top of the head. And a lot of times that can be how some people preach and the danger in that is that when you preach like that you just say anything to come to your mind now I'm gonna speak for myself the first thing to come to my mind ain't always the best thing for me to say so I like to stop and think and especially when it comes to like preaching the word that's something that if if I'm being honest it scares me the responsibility of like all right I need to present this correctly I don't need to just say what gets a response from people. So if we want to understand why Jesus didn't want to be a celebrity, I think we first have to, like I started off saying, step back and think about what a celebrity is. Now, if I just generally think about what makes someone a celebrity today, you know, and how celebrities act or what that mentality looks like, you know, what do I come up with? First things first, you have a famous person, right? I I think sometimes the word celebrity and famous are kind of used synonymously, but I don't think they're always the same per se, even though there are some similarities. But let's just take an imaginary movie star. This person is famous. They typically either naturally look good or synthetically look good, like, and I just mean they just, whether they got a job, you know, face job, body job, they've done things to make themselves look better, or they just rich and they got the money to go to the best dermatologist, the best dentist in the world, the best personal trainer. So there's a level of attractiveness that is typically involved with your most famous people in the world. If you want to think about the most popular celebrities, there's something to do with the look. If they're not beautiful, they got swag, they got style, they got a uniqueness about themselves, but there is something that attracts you to them. And then the other thing is like people 
love them, I guess. It's this weird thing. It's a parasocial relationship where people know them, you know, parasocial one-sided relationship where one party, the fan, they know this celebrity. Like, you know them. You know their favorite color. I love you. You are number one. But the thing about it is crazy. They don't know you. Never heard of you. Don't know your favorite color. To them, you are just one of 20,000 people in the audience. I want you to think of it this way. Imagine you're walking down the street and you see a group of 500 ants on the ground. Like, they're ants. All you see is ants. You don't know Johnny Ant from Jimmy Ant. You just see ants. For celebrities, when they come into a crowd of 20,000 people, for the most part, generally speaking, they just see a group of people. Like, they don't know Johnny from Susie from the next person. But it's crazy because Johnny and Susie know them. So this is one of the first reasons I think just being a celebrity in general is low-key kind of dangerous. It's low-key a huge psychological responsibility that I don't even think most of us are capable of handling. This responsibility that where everyone knows you, quote-unquote, loves you, likes you, or hates you sometimes, and you have to try to be normal. You have to try to act like you feel the same way about them. So let's just take if you got this movie star and they come on this talk show and they have 300 fans in the audience. Those 300 fans are excited to be there. It's like, yo, I'm here to see you. And this celebrity has to sit on this couch talking to the host and act like they love you as much as you love them. So that's like when a person yells out to, to an artist or something. I love you. Then a lot of times the artists look back like, I love you too, baby. I love you. And when you think about it, the person who yelled I love you from the crowd, like they really walking around loving this person. To the person on the couch, it was just something to say. Like, we don't actually sit here and think that the celebrity loves us, do we? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Just generally speaking, I don't think that it's like, yo, like she really loved me, cuz. Like she loved me. Or think of it this way. When you go somewhere and you run into someone famous or a celebrity or whatever, and you ask them, like, can I take a picture with you? And you take the picture, right? The picture going on your social media. They never see it again. You're going to tag them and everything nine times out of ten. I'm not saying it never happens, but nine times out of ten, they probably not even going to look at the pictures they tagged in. Because, again, let's talk about their side of it. This is not to bash celebrities. I want you to think through this. Now let's think of the responsibility from the celebrity side. Put yourself in their shoes. You are a celebrity. Everyone says they love you. That's what they say. But you don't have a whole lot of friends because you're a normal human being at the end of the day. Who do you trust? Like, let's say you're single. How do you ever get married when everyone who knows you knows you first from being the celebrity? I've noticed that a lot of times, and again, this ain't the bad celebrities. I'm just thinking through the thing, the, the situation. A lot of times, celebrities can't even last in relationships with other celebrities. Now, again, this is just my opinion right now. I think a part of that has to be because they don't live in reality. Their reality is everywhere you go, people tell you how great you are, but you in your mind are trying to filter through, like, who's real and who's just talking. If you took my celebrity away, who would really still love me? We got to talk about this. Part of the issue is in our own hearts. Whenever we know that someone has something to offer, it psychologically kind of builds up this weird dynamic for us and how we enter the relationship. It's kind of like why, you know, rich people will sign a prenup because they know that you knew they were rich when, when you got with them. So 
there's this lack of trust with celebrity relationships because people are getting into the relationship, not the celebrity. People are getting into the relationship for the wrong reason. A lot of times I listen to NBA players in interviews talk about how they've lost millions of dollars because someone approached them with an investment and it was a shady investment. Why? Because when we see NBA players walking, we don't see regular people. We see dollar signs. So you see how some of this is in our heart? And, and look, trust me, we're going to get to the point at hand. I'm just trying to think through why wasn't Jesus a celebrity? Why didn't he choose to come in here with the celebrity mentality? And so now we're just breaking down some reasons that may be the case of why he didn't. Which one I just let, let's just touch on it right there. I'm going to throw it in there. Is because Jesus came for a relationship. We'll get into that later, though. And that's why I brought up the parasocial relationship. Let's just now think about relationships in general, which I guess I already kind of been talking about re relational, uh, the relational part of this. But let's let's really dig into this. How can I have a relationship with you if I'm a celebrity and you're a fan? So now we're about to start thinking about Jesus. And when he came here and this idea of like, you know, because there are times in the Bible where he like heals somebody like, yo, don't tell nobody. Or, you know, there, there are things that Jesus did that lead me to believe that he did not want to become a celebrity. And the reason this is important to me is because he had all the power in the world to become anything he wanted to be. And I keep asking myself. If a person has the power to be anything that they want to be, it seems like in my flesh that he would have chose a better profile than he did. But within my flesh, in my ignorance, right, because we can be ignorant sometimes. In my ignorance, I don't see the other side of celebrity. Oh, the other side. This is a perfect time to plug that I have a song on my album entire. I could talk. On my album entitled Inspire God's People, there's a song featuring Gabriel Parker entitled The Other Side. This is kind of what we're doing on that song is we're taking topics and situations and we're looking at the other side of it. So right now we're looking at the other side of celebrity. Because let's just be real, y'all. If I just if you have three wishes right now, it's like you could be anything. A lot of us and I'm not saying everyone. I know some of y'all wouldn't. But a lot of us, the first thing come to our minds, like, I want to be rich and famous. Like, I want to be the most famous singer in the world. Or I want to be the most known actor or actress in the world. I want to be the most famous preacher in the world. We think celebrity and fame, which I told y'all has some similarities, even though there are some differences. We think celebrity and fame is the answer to life. Like, if you're famous, then your life is perfect. Come on, man. I know, like, look, I know we don't like to say that. But that's how we unconsciously look at people. You're beautiful. You're famous. You're perfect. Never mind the fact that you're considered uni universally in the world one of the most beautiful people in the world. And we ain't stopped to ask you why you're single. We haven't stopped to figure out how is this guy or girl single and everybody in the world wants them. What I'm trying to say is it is challenging, at least theoretically in my mind. It's challenging for a celebrity to build a solid relationship with the general public. And so Jesus came to this world and Jesus was here for the people. And I know we say it like we say things like, yeah, I do it for the people. I do it for the fans. I love y'all. Look, y'all. And I'm not saying that the person has the bad intentions, the celebrity. But the industry around them has created a bubble in a world that's not reality. And what happens in these industries is they teach you how to be. They teach you how to act. They teach you how to talk to fans. All these industries, there's a way that you do it. That's why they have the red carpet. And that's why a person can say something in an interview that's totally different than their music. They're being taught by professionals how to manage the world uh, with their marketability, with their branding, with their psychology, PR, all of these things are put in place really to manipulate us a lot and to build that person up 
into something that they're really not in reality. Because in my opinion, none of us really have what it takes to be a celebrity. Here's what I mean by that. The whole idea of celebrity, like I told you, what we do as fans, we build people up. Then you become super famous, which means you have no privacy and everybody knows everything about your life. Well, once that is the case, there is no human that is capable of being flawless in that way. So what happens? And I don't want to name, I don't want to get the name of people, but think about some of your favorite celebrities that get caught up in these scandals that one day they were perfect and we built them up because we thought they were perfect. They were never perfect though. And then the moment we find out news about them, then it's like, ah, this channel, this channel, they, they all over the place. They on the magazines, the newspapers. Is it still newspapers? I'm sure it is. Okay, they on social media, all that stuff. And then now all we do is make memes about them, about how they in jail. And we laugh at the same people that we built. Like we made them rich when we bought their stuff. I know I'm going in. I know, like I'm on the soapbox right now. But this is an important topic to me for real, man, because, you know, I think we just blindly chase fame and celebrity all the time because we think that's the answer to our lives. Like we think that's the solution is everyone loving us, but everyone never loves you. So that's the whole thing. What I'm saying, like all of these inconsistencies, in, uh, I can talk, I can talk, I can talk, all of these inconsistencies with celebrity. People tell you they love you. Everybody loves you. But no one knows what love is. It takes more than buying my album and, you know, clapping your hands while I sing to love me. Like, how many people really know the celebrity? Every time we see celebrities, most of the time we, they got their makeup off. I mean, makeup on. And even when they take that off, it's staged. It's like a post to show, like, no makeup today to show my flaw flaws. Yeah, but even that, that's a perfectly positioned picture to show that you have flaws, which ends up being artistic and dope. Celebrities have pressure to always be a certain way. Why didn't Jesus choose that? I want to give you all three reasons why. Three reasons why I think Jesus wasn't a celebrity. Number one, authentic relationship. Like we said earlier. You're talking about reaching the masses. How many of us can say as the masses that we have an authentic relationship with our favorite celebrities? I'm talking about you love Denzel and y'all really got to think like y'all cool. Not going to happen. You know what I mean? And it's not a knock against the celebrity. It's just that Jesus, I believe, knew that in order to have relationship with these people, I don't need to be far away from them. I need to touch them. When you think about it, celebrities, yeah, they'll come up to your school when security is there and the cameras are on. Cameras is on. Cameras are on. I can talk. I can talk. But an authentic relationship happens when cameras are turned off. You know, and I believe that's what Jesus wanted to build with, the, with his followers. You know, I don't think he wanted the superficial lights, cameras, action. Let me sign autographs while everyone is looking. All of the things that have become normal to us as it relates to celebrity. The number two reason why I think Jesus wasn't a celebrity. JC wasn't PC. This is a big one here, y'all. You know, one of the things about being a celebrity is that for the most part, you have to be politically correct. Now, I know, like, just work with me. A lot of people say, oh, no, because such and such is a rebel and this person does that and she do her own thing. Yes, but she or he is a rebel within the consistency of the politics. This is a very tricky thing. If you haven't listened to my episode on marketing as mind control, maybe you won't feel where I'm coming from with some of these things. But marketing and, you know, branding is a very manipulative and tricky type of thing to think through, which is why it works a lot of times. So someone can be presented as a rebel and not really be a rebel. They are still operating within 
what the powers that be want to happen. So I'll give you an example. If I did an episode about why the black man is being discriminated against in America, I can present that as like, wow, I'm a rebel. I'm going against the grain. And, you know, it's like, wow, he's really doing this show. And it's like, well, that's kind of in a line with where things are going in society today. So can you really say that you're being a rebel when you're talking about something that they want you to talk about? You know, if someone did a show about homosexual marriage or, you know, why they're for it or something, you could say, wow, this person is really against the grain. But it's like, I don't know, really, that is OK based on what they want to happen. When Jesus was here, you got to realize, too, he was saying something that was against the grain of the powers that be. Like there were times when Jesus would say or do something and the leaders had to like have a meeting and they like, yo, we not feeling this. Like, what is my man on? And so, you know, a lot of times in being a celebrity, you're able to progress and succeed in a world system by following rules. That's why when celebrities say something that is insensitive, right, for instance, you know, they get bashed for it and they have to come out and make statements and apologize. Why? Because celebrities, for the most part, have to be, you know, in alignment and obedient to society standards. Notice I didn't say God's standards to society standards. Jesus came here under his standard, the standard with him and his father. That's a different standard than the world. And a lot of times we can lie to ourselves and think that you're going to be a celebrity in this world system and you're going to do everything your way and not abide by these rules. And I'm telling you, we if you just pay attention, we've seen many people try and fail. And the, the system is it's a, a rough thing if you're operating within it. And so I truly believe that Jesus knew that he wasn't coming here to be politically correct. He was coming here to be true to his godly standard. But he wasn't coming here to operate within the rams that were okay. For instance, when he heals someone on the Sabbath, that wasn't politically correct. If Jesus was a celebrity, he would have had to come out with a statement apologizing because as a celebrity, you got to do what it takes to keep the people on your side, to keep your endorsements, like to stay operating in the system. And so Jesus didn't come here to be bound. He came here to set us free. What I mean by bound is like he didn't come here for deals and contracts. And those are the things that we think represent freedom a lot of times. Get a deal. Well, when you sign a deal, it's a legally binding contract, which means you have some boundaries that are not set by biblical standards necessarily. And I don't want y'all to think that I'm saying that it's a sin to be a celebrity. That's not it. I'm, I'm not trying to go off that cliff, but I'm just saying we have to be wise about what we chase and what we seek. And especially what we seek under the banner or in the name of Jesus, because when we look at his message, we see clearly it wasn't in alignment with the worldly standard. And the worldly standard changes based on the evils in this world and what man thinks is okay. And you see that happening in our social society today. So moving on to the number three reason why I don't think Jesus was a celebrity, and that's simply because of purpose. His purpose wasn't to draw us to superficial things. I believe that Jesus knew, hey, you know, let, like sidebar, let's think about a celebrity. When, they, when a celebrity comes to an event, it's like, oh, you gotta be driving this because you are such and such. You got to be wearing this. Oh, we're at the Met Gala or we're at Coachella or all of these fashionable events. And as a celebrity, there is a standard in a way you got to carry yourself to draw people to those things. So when your favorite artist wears, you know, shoes by a certain shoe company or um, a dress by a certain designer, it makes people go out and spend their money and go buy those things. That's the purpose of the celebrity. They're a walking billboard to draw people, not just to themselves, 
but really first to all these other things that they represent. Jesus himself in his purity was the savior of the world. He did not need or want people drawn to anything else other than him. Had Jesus taken on a celebrity mindset and, you know, carried himself a certain way, the people could have potentially been drawn to the things and the things can't save us. So here's the interesting thing about it. Why would Jesus need to be a celebrity in the first place when he is the answer? See, I think we have it mixed up. We think fame and fortune and the celebrity is the answer. I'm going to use my fame to do this or that. I'm going to, and look, I'm just saying, I'm speaking for myself right here. You know, I don't want to take on that mentality because that scares me. That, that feels self-righteous to me. Jesus is here. He's available for us to accept and be forgiven for our sins because we all have sinned and we all need to repent and turn away. And Jesus has come for that. But if we're just fixated on, oh, I'm going to follow Jay Will because he dope and he drive this and he wear this. So I'm going to follow Jay. And then Jay is going like, listen, don't get me wrong, y'all. I know some of this stuff, it's like a thin line because it's like, yes, we are called to be the light. We should be an example, but we should be lifting up the name of Jesus so that they can be drawn to him. I'm just saying we have to at least think about it and be careful before we draw people to something else other than Jesus. Because if I draw you to the celebrity Jesus just to get you there and try to present the real Jesus to you, you might be like, yo, hold on, that's not, no. Have you ever had someone sell you something and, it, and like the finished product wasn't like what they showed you on the picture? It's like, no, bro, you said you was going to paint my room gray. This look brown. Look, I saw somebody post something on social media today. I don't know what website homie bought this jacket from, but it was supposed to be like a little fur jacket. And the fur <laughs> looked like lint on the collar of his real jacket. The picture had fur. The real jacket came with like cotton balls around the collar. And so what I'm saying is he didn't get what he thought he was getting. We can't have false advertisement operating in the church. We have to sell people the authentic version of Jesus. We have to present that to them and we have to think through it. And I'm not saying that I'm always right. I'm not saying that I always have it figured out exactly how to do these things. Today was about kicking it and just talking through some potential reasons why I believe Jesus wasn't a celebrity. Look, maybe you have different reasons. Maybe you agree or disagree with my reasons, or you maybe see them a little differently because I don't view this as a debate. I'm not coming here to dogmatically tell you, hey, this is why I do. Like, no, it's just like, these are the type of things I like to stop and think about because I think we need to take the platforms that we have more serious. And I think we got to be careful not to be out here drawing people to ourselves and saying we're drawing people to Christ. Guys, people, it is time for the J. Will Music Song of the Day. When we return... We are going to shout out God's people of the week, and we are definitely going to get social. But for now, I'm going to play Bigger by Darius James from his album entitled WWYG, We Want Your Glory. See, I'm not what they say I am. I just want to respire the people while I can. See, I'm not what they say I am I just want to spell out to the people while I can Yeah See, I'm not perfect A matter of fact, I ain't even got it together See, I made so many mistakes But I try not to justify them more I confess my wrongs And then I give it all to Jesus, yeah 
He created me a clean heart. And then I got some different intentions. I started thinking like this. I ain't trying to make it. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be big. If he's not big, Darius James and his album is entitled Hashtag WWYG We Want Your Glory Y'all go check out Darius's album And if you are enjoying the show Do me a favor and tell somebody about it Doesn't matter if it's in social media Or in real life Or whatever Just share the link Tell someone about the show And you know comment rate do whatever you do email me y'all know what y'all do to my new people this is what we do we show love all right so i did all that talking earlier and giving my opinion about you know the reasons why i think jesus wasn't a celebrity so i do want to jump into the word of god really quick not just with some purpose to like oh i want to make my point like ah read the word look at what the word is support what i said no The purpose is I want to actually, you know, provide some scriptural reference, number one, and just allow you to kind of look through, hey, what do you think? This is what Jesus did and how he thought. And how do you think through that? That's kind of my position on this this type of stuff is like, I don't want to just tell people what to do. I'd rather educate them because if you tell someone what to do, then they'll do it once. If you educate them then they'll continue to make that decision themselves to do the right thing again and again and again. This is not about my opinion. This is about doing the right thing according to the word of God. To the word of God. To the word of God. So let's jump into Matthew chapter 21, and we are going to start around verse 6. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. First of all, Jesus commanded them you know, to go get the donkey. Then now he's about to ride in on it. I thought that was interesting. Like, to me, that shows this was his choice. Like, this is what he wanted them to go do. And bam, we coming in in the the Ford uh, Fiesta. Okay, nothing wrong with a Ford Fiesta. But if you had your way, I'm sure you'd have a Lamborghini or Ferrari, something like that. But that's what Jesus basically did. He came in and said, you know what? 
I want the common car. I want a station wagon. Nothing wrong with station wagons out there. If you got one, they're pretty cool to me. Now, let's skip down to verse 12. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. 13. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. So Jesus walked up in here after coming in on the donkey and just flipping over tables in the temple. Everybody's selling stuff. It's supposed to be a house of prayer, but now it's just a marketplace. And this is, you know, these are things that I read in the Bible and I try to allow the word to speak and minister and like, like really allow it, like meditate on it. Like, wow, Jesus' whole mindset was, I walk in and all y'all doing is selling this and selling that. And he flipping tables. And so then it makes me think, like, what are we doing as the church, as people of God? Are we just selling things or is this the house of prayer? Let's go to verse 14. Again, I'm just skimming through this. You know, I'm just reading through and we're going to see what we find. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priest and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you've taught children and infants to give you praise. Praise. I added a deep ah, praise. I can talk. Do, 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 do. I can talk. Do, 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 do. And so let's take a second to think about that. You know, earlier, one of the examples or one of the points that I was making is that JC wasn't PC. And you see this in action here. Jesus was not a politically correct figure that was overly concerned about, you know, the world or the shapers of society agreeing with his position or fitting into the mold of what they felt was politically correct. You know, their whole thing is like, do you hear these kids? And Jesus is like, yeah, I hear the kids. People want to sell stuff. Jesus flipping tables. And so I don't know, you know, maybe you take those things that mean something different again. Check it out for yourself. We just read through Matthew chapter 21 and kind of breeze through a couple of scriptures. But I at least wanted to provide some scriptural context to why or at least part of the reason why I think Jesus was not a celebrity and was not interested in being a celebrity. And even one of the other things I picked up out of this scripture was like you saw Jesus when he walked in and saw people in need, like he went into healing mode. Like, see, as a celebrity, celebrities walk in, they got security, they ain't trying to touch nobody. Usually you see people grabbing at them. Oh, rah, rah, rah. When people was grabbing after Jesus, it's like, yo, touch me. Like, you're going to get healed. Just touch the bottom of my jeans. Let me touch you. Like, you healed. Jesus was here for relationship. I truly believe that. If I'm wrong, God forgive me. But y'all read through it and, you know, like, let's, let's be honest. Like, I don't think it's wrong to say Jesus is here for relationships. I don't even know why I just said God forgive me, okay? I don't think that's wrong. I really don't. And you know what else ain't wrong? For sure, for sure, this ain't wrong. God's people of the week. I know that my grammar is off. Man, y'all know Laville had the nerve to call me and want to talk to me about this this week. Like, hey, bro, you know, I mean, maybe you could just shout out multiple people, you know, so that the grammar. Look, man, I didn't get an A in, on my grammar test in English class. Anyway, it's time to shout out God's people of the week. Lavelle, I'll take your advice this week. I don't know how long this will last, but I have two people to shout out this week, but they are one. So I don't know. This is, this is tricky. You got to let me know if, if this works out. But God's people of the week this week, my good people, is Alex and Erica Vaught. Y'all, take, take a second to clap your hands. Clap your hands, please, for those individuals. Let me tell y'all what happened. So I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? It was just a regular day. I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday or something like that. I think it was Saturday. 
And I'm just relaxing. And I get a text message. Like, yo, what up, bro? We missed y'all on Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? What y'all got up? I'm like, we chilling. Like, Tiff, what we doing? You know, you when you married, you got to ask your wife what you doing, even though you know what you doing. You know, just in case you might be doing something you ain't prepared for. Like, oh, we going, you know, to a wedding in five minutes that I didn't know about. Because that happens in marriage. One person gets the invitation. You didn't get it, but you still got to go. You be invited places you ain't even know you was invited to. So Tiff, like, we chilling, bro. I'm like, all right, cool, easy. Hit my man Alex back. We chilling. What's up? My man hits me with a question. I'm like, all right, dude, got questions. He said, do you eat pumpkin pie? And I'm like, pumpkin pie? What's that? Like, hold on, bro. I only mess with the sweet potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, hit me with the yam. Is it sweet potatoes or yam? Somebody, first of all, educate me real quick. Because right now, when I was just saying this, I literally just got confused. Like, I ain't know what to call it. I know it's sweet potato pie, but when is it yams? When it ain't in the pie? Somebody help me out with that. What is a yam? Is it just the sweet potato? Is that kind of like the hood? Is that what we do? We just call it something? Who, who named the yams? Or is that the brand? All right, I'm sorry, y'all. This ain't a Thanksgiving um, test right here. Thanksgiving is over with. But uh, anyway, my man asked me if I eat pumpkin pie. I'm like, look, bro, I ain't never had it before. And I, I text him and told him, I'm like, but if you bring a pumpkin pie up in here and I taste it, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay, that's like a disclaimer for me. I got to know that I could tell you the truth because I don't just like, that's not, I love sweet potato pie, but when I see, I don't, I don't get how you turning the pumpkin into the pie. When I see that sitting on people's porch, like you want that to be the pie? Okay, anyway. So Alex comes through, him and Erica, they hit us off with the pie, and I'm here to report to you guys, people, that this pie was amazing. Now, they did tell me that where they got this pie from, you know what I'm saying? You got to hit me up if you want to know where the pie came from. I ain't telling you, cuz. They said this is, they got some good ones that taste better than the regular pumpkin pie. So let me say this to all my sweet potato yams people out there. I'm still a sweet potato yams pie person myself. I'm not convinced that all pumpkin pie tastes like what I had. I think we had the ghetto pumpkin pie and they did something else to it because it tastes like 90% like sweet potato. And it was real good. So Alex and Erica Vaught, you two or one are God's people of the week. Thank y'all so much for coming through. You know, I like people who come through with gifts and they just hit us up out of nowhere, come to see you, bring a gift up. Where the rest of my friends like y'all at? Everybody else hit you up when they want something. Y'all hit us up and y'all came to the mind and woman of God with gifts. God, with gifts. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get Guys, people, it's time to get over to my Facebook page. Yeah, uh, uh. it's time to get social. Uh, uh. It's time to get social. Yo, we're going to go to my Facebook page, Jermaine James. I think I have one or two slots available for friends, people who look like real people. I'm going to look at your page. If you haven't made a post since 1993, I'm not accepting you like the hundred other people that's in the queue waiting to be accepted. And they all look shady. I'm sorry if you're in the queue and you look shady. I'm just being real with you. But let's jump into a couple posts, man. Let's see what I've been talking about on social media. This post had 35 likes, four comments, and three shares. Here's what I said. Don't do anything right now that you will have to apologize for later. Woo! That's some heavy advice right there. One of the things I've at least tried to get better at throughout my life, because I'm a person that believes in growth. That's like my thing is growth. I wasn't always who I am today. Uh, Y'all have heard me say that on this show a million times. But one of the things that I like to try to do is be consciously thinking of the right thing to do. 
And I notice that what the enemy does sometimes is tries to get us in situations where we're not thinking. And so we're not rational or sober minded. And so this was just a reminder. Sometimes I post things like this because I'm like, yo, I don't know, maybe someone right now might read this and it might bring their mind back to the sober state. Sober, sober, I can talk. I've said that like three times on today's show. I'm disappointed in myself. Usually I only get that in one time per episode. To my newcomers, I can't talk though. Oh, here's a post. This had two likes and three comments because people don't like the like stuff that other people share on my page. Forget y'all for not liking this. But shout out to Coco Lachelle. I thought this was pretty cool. This was a post after her listening to a show. She said, hey, Jermaine James. That man said, quote, People don't mind you being Christian. They mind biblical principle. Bruh. Shout out to you, Coco, for sharing quotes from the show. And anyone else who does, I think that's something I'm going to start doing now is sharing what y'all share from the show. Oh, you see how it's getting? You see how we peeling back the layers? Here's a post I made. I said, wait, this had 84 likes, 29 comments, one share. I said, I know the voice of my GPS is Mary. Because she loved telling people what to do. <laughs> this was a joke, but I ain't put the laughing emojis. Forget that. I was just driving randomly one day, and I'm like, why is the voice of this GPS a woman telling me what to do? Telling the mind of God what to do. Uh, woman, thou art loosed. Uh, ooh. I have no idea why I just did that, but there we go. Another zone out preaching moment. Okay, a couple more. All right. This post has 64 likes and 62 comments. Here's what I said. People got mad off this. Not mad for real, but like play mad. Android users want to know what's going on in the Apple store so bad. <laughs> and I did put the laughing emojis. But here's what's crazy, right? It's me. I am Android users. But I also have an Apple phone. I've had both for some years now. But it's like. Android is my primary. Like, that's my personal phone that I use all the time. I love Android. And I walk past the Apple store all the time. And I literally want to know so bad, what are y'all doing in there? Because I have Apple, but it's through corporate. So I don't have to go through, like, none of the retail stuff to get stuff fixed. Or really, my phone never breaks. But it's one of those things where... I walk past that store and it's just interesting. Like it's always packed no matter what. It could be nobody else in the whole mall and the Apple store is packed. And my thing is this, if everybody already got Apple, why y'all always got a store full of people? Like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Is it like some cult hangout spot that only people who really, really got Apple no, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe because I'm through corporate, I ain't through the retail. Ooh, it's something I don't know. Anyway, I don't understand the Apple store. But it was a bunch of my fellow Android users up in here just super mad. Let's see what people were saying. Andre Garner. He just puts a little gif of uh, Trump making a face. Regina Lynn. No, nah, that's fake news. Tashina Alexander. LOL. They looking like... Okay, so she sounds like... <laughs> I'm sorry, Tanisha... Tanisha has an uh, apple. I could tell how she commented. Tony Dixon Buford, not, LOL. Ty Dalton, no, we don't. Waikita Countryman Brown, high prices going on there. Look, everybody, uh, Marsha Lene, it's a cult, LOL. Look, that's what I think, Marsha. I think it's a cult. Like, straight up, it got to be a cult. Doris Porterfield Bryant, no good. Evangelist Shamika Brown, no, we don't. We already know. Y'all getting played out of all y'all money, basically. <laughs> so android people uh think that apple users are wasting all their money all right let's read one more post and i'm gonna make it a good one this post was very popular both on facebook and instagram i might have to go to some of the instagram comments if i get time but it had 30 likes and 281 comments and three shares the question that i asked what are the disadvantages of being extremely attractive? Now, first, let me help you understand why I even asked this question. It really goes hand in hand with what we talked about today. 
And it's about looking at the other side of something. Attractiveness is something that we view similar to how we view celebrity. Number one, when someone is attractive, that's the first thing you see. And so you go into a relationship with them really kind of psychologically distorted because their beauty or attractiveness is overshadowing everything else for us a lot of times. And that could be a disadvantage for them because they may just want someone to get to know them for who they are. But similar to a celebrity where it's like, hey, just get to know me for who I am. But because I'm famous or because I'm rich or because everyone knows me, you can't see me beyond that. And so, you know, it was in at least in my mind as a theory that, man, people who are extremely attractive probably go through a lot of disadvantages psychologically, mentally, just internally. And most of us don't even consider it because it's not our problem, you know. And that's a lot about what I'm about on this show is like taking the time to step outside of myself and see what someone else has to think through or what their perspective is. So let's breeze through some of these comments and see what people talking about. And I'll give my little commentary to some of these comments. Some of them people crazy. Steve White says, where do I start? And he has a laughing emojis. So he don't even know where to start with this. I feel you, brother. Akeem Destouche says, people always flirt no matter where you are and no matter who you are with. Man, so he had the wedding ring emoji. So it sounds like this is a married brother and he experiencing women who don't even respect the fact that he married because they just looking at his looks. Meanwhile, his wife probably looking like, what you don't see <laughs> is he throw his clothes on the side of the bed. Every Anyway, you know, that's what happens in marriage. Sean Malloy says, man, if this isn't a trap for highly esteemed but aesthetically challenged folk, no, look. <laughs> and a lot of people laughed on his comment. Let me say this for real. I wasn't trying to set anyone up. This, I promise this post was not a trap. I am not judging people. One of the things that's interesting to me is we try to view attraction as like universal and it's really in the eye of the beholder. Like we all have different looks and styles and what's attractive to one person could be horrible to the next and so on and so forth. Now, I do understand that some people are universally considered attractive people for at least the most part. But in reality, man, what one person like, another person doesn't. So anyone could have given an opinion on here. I'm not here to judge who or what is attractive to you. Elizabeth Lewis said, uh, why you have to go and put that extremely on the end? Laughing emojis. You had me up into that. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. I was just trying to make sure that I was making the point clear that, um, yeah, anyway, let me go past that. Justin Henry says, this is a trick question. No, it's not, brother. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Chantel Monique. She had a lot to say. Cool. You think everyone wants you or is making a pass at you. That was her first one. Her second was, others always think your kindness is flirting. Three, can cause arrogance, conceit, or pride. I like that. So she kind of pointed out, like, simply that the fact if you're attractive and you know you're attractive and you're always hearing that, one disadvantage is that it can cause you to internally become a prideful person. And that can happen to anyone, any of us, like, if you just dress nice and you get a bunch of compliments, you can start feeling yourself like, oh, I guess I, I am looking nice today, ain't I? And you start looking at yourself in the mirror and stuff. You want to see what they see. Marcellus Coleman says, people can't leave you alone, LOL. I have no idea what you mean, brother. <laughs> Say they won't even leave him alone. Brock Agnew says, people presuming that they're already spoken for or otherwise unapproachable. So he's making a point that one disadvantage of being attractive is people just assume like, oh, because you look good, you must be in a relationship already, which causes people not to make an attempt to approach you. Cool. Makes sense. All right, let's breeze. I'm skipping all over. I'm sorry if I'm not seeing yours and you listening to this show. If you do listen to the show and you let me know 
then I'll try to make sure that I get yours in. Oh, for instance, like Lashana Warner. She says, <laughs> all who answer this, he's going to say you're narcissistic. Y'all don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Lashana, I promise. I really promise I'm not going to do that to y'all. See, everybody thought I was setting them up. So they was like, really worried. So I had to make a comment myself. Here's what I said. Because everybody was nervous thinking it was a setup. So I went in there and said, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but this was a serious question, people. I'm not trying to set anyone up. You may or may not know that many of my posts become topics on my podcast and I read some of your comments on the show, like I'm doing now. I actually think this topic has a lot of depth and can't wait to address it on the show. Should be fun. See what I mean? So I had to let people know and then people kept commenting. So Coco Lynn says, this is definitely not a thing. <laughs> so she was saying, basically, there are no disadvantages, which Coco, much love to you. But I definitely see it differently, mostly because I've talked to a lot of people and I hear people's side and I take them at their word for what their struggles or the cons of how they look impacts relationships. And not this is not like a romantic relationship thing. I'm saying friendships people at work, like being attractive can give people a lot of advantages, but the disadvantages is people see your advantage. And so when they see your advantage, they almost unconsciously feel like they're seeing the whole of you. And there's much more to people than what they look like, good or bad. I think some good looking people get off the hook because everybody's just looking at them as they look good. And, you know, their character is hidden. But if you have good character, then you probably want that to be seen just as much as you want your looks to be seen. Now, I will say this as a sidebar, because like I said, we had a bunch of interaction. I, I'm not even going to get to the Instagram because there was a ton of uh, interaction in my Instagram story. But I will say this just as a sidebar to all of my people who answered on this and who are extremely attractive. One of the things I want you to think about as you talk about what the disadvantages are, is how do you actually promote those disadvantages? And what I mean is there are some people on here who said, hey, one of the disadvantages is everyone sees me for my looks and not my character. But the question is, do you promote your character or your looks? So when you're on social media, if we go to your page and your whole mentality is, hey, if you got it, flaunt it, and you got 10 bikini pictures and it's like everything you're showing people is about your looks. So you got to take some of the blame if that's all you're showcasing. You may be adding fuel to the fire for people to only see you that way. That's just something to think about. Jasmine Lassiter says, people shoot their shot all the time, mostly indirectly, and it's very annoying. What she's kind of saying is like, look, at all times, people trying to holler at you. And nobody really want to deal with that all the time. At the end of the day, y'all, people want to feel like people. So like Jasmine is saying, you could be looking at someone that's beautiful to you. And internally, they could just be feeling like, I want someone to see me for something other than what they see. And psychologically, that's just a difficult thing for us, which is why I pointed out like, hey, be mindful of whatever you're putting out there, whether it be social media, what you're promoting. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not judging whatever. But I am saying that right or wrong, it does impact what people see. And so if people react a certain way to money and you got a lot of money and that's all you put out there, then you can't say I don't want people just to see me for my money. For my money. Guys, for my people, money. I hope that today makes you see life for more than what it is on the surface. For me, I'm be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, it ain't no stars in it. The 
artist, all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.